0: What's good, man? It's your boy Juicy J, man. Shout out to Virtual Homework Podcast.
1: Hello, fellow gamers. I'm a gamer. He's a gamer. I'm this not. is at what? I thought we agreed Don't that l- we're both. Ga- listen, this is a video game podcast. Every single episode, we I'm announcing. I'm renouncing my gamer license. He's I'm renouncing no his game. gamer license. I guess we don't have gamers anymore on the podcast. We have gamer. What are you? What's your identifier? Uh, this is getting a little political. No, okay. Not <laughs> politically. I mean, this I is guess a video game gamers, podcast. Gamer is politics, okay? You you can't say, okay, I'm going to stop. Um <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, how's it going, everybody? How's it going? This is a video game podcast. Welcome to the virtual homework podcast for all your virtual homework podcasting needs. I'm
0: Sam. I am Dana, and uh, welcome. Thanks for coming and listen to our, you know, our little shindig,
1: our little get together.
0: You're being too modest.
1: To Hundred followers on TikTok. Biggest like, is this hurting? <laughs> Is this hurting, like, me being really sad about this, like, constantly refreshing? We got a follower. Like, it probably is. People think we're really sad. I gotta keep going at it, okay? I'm it's excited. Just like, I'm riding it's a like high.
0: Age, it's, like, literally aging
1: us, like, staring at this shit, like, every, like, so often. I'm too high energy off this. I'm literally addicted. It's like crack. It's in my head. It's an endorphin rush. I am fully into the TikTok system. You've been talking a lot about crack lately. I don't know. It's just like a go-to crutch for me, and I can't stop, but that doesn't change the fact that I'm high energy, and I gotta calm down, but I can't. So, how are you doing, fellow high energy gamer? Have you played any more Bell and Wonderland? We're going straight into it.
0: Dude, I played another forty hours of it. It's you my played, favorite game ever. You no, played I did it not up. play this. I will never play that game ever again. crazy. <laughs> you know that game's already uh, twenty dollars off.
1: Yeah. Okay. You, you. We mentioned this last podcast when when you uh like we're just randomly looking it up on the the Final Fantasy store or sorry Square Enix store the Final Fantasy store but it wasn't offline or it wasn't uh, forty dollars yet on Steam. I recently went into a GameStop because of course I'm gonna get. Pokemon Snap on day one, and I like noticed right next to Pokemon Snap was a forty dollars copy of Battle in Wonderland. I'm like, holy yeah. shit, that is just I think absolute... I think it's off even more now. Uh, is there? This any... was literally yesterday, so I would be okay. surprised. I like I, at the same time, like I don't think the game is too far off in terms of like cost for forty dollars. Like there is a shit ton of content for that game. It's just like a boring game. Like you can't discount a game so much it becomes unboring. But like you can be impressed at forty dollars, a bit more than a sixty dollars about the actual scale. I... I think, this, I think
0: i think it's a 40 game
1: i think it's a 30 dollar game i think that they should yeah. have just cut it off an even half 30 dollars. like when you compare it like oh this is less this this is half the price of this other game maybe that's considered like something somewhat acceptable but like i don't know i am never gonna what, play battle in wonderland again i like i think about my tim's what, I, what i'm interested uh, about i <laughs> think about my tim's uh shout out
0: to my new york homies um no um this is a type of game that like five six years down the line when like NDAs are over and stuff like that. I really want to listen to like the dev team from this game and see what they have to say. It's about, just gonna be like, like yep, happened.
1: there was crunch and it's gonna be like wow we should stop abusing software devs in the gaming industry. but like honestly like the thing I'm thinking about that I never really noticed like a lot of people are gonna buy this game because of the memes because of the price drop and I think that it is legitimately going to be a great speed run. It's the perfect storm. We never even talked about this like the game has a bunch of variation through the costumes is utterly broken. You could even sequence break like just – effortlessly with just playing the game yeah yeah and it also has its fair share of glitches and it doesn't have that long of a time to like beat the game like you have to get like a certain amount of hats but like i think the run is already down to an hour i think that like the game has a lot of like it's standard platforming and like the game controls relatively well once you get into the costumes that's where things start to fuck up but like really i think that this could be a really good speed run however i just don't see it getting traction due to the fact that like a lot of these popular games a lot of these games it has a lot it
0: has a lot of really bad publicity so it's kind of interesting to see uh...
1: there are a lot of games that are so bad it's good that like have a huge following on speedrunning, but like I just don't see a lot of people spending 40 bucks to like speed run this meme especially when they have to put yeah. like many hours into it but it is only an hour run if they shorten it down to like half an hour I, I feel like this is going to be a relatively popular game I don't know how that's going to happen but hey We'll see. Ten years down I'm the line, it. it's probably gonna be the most popular speedrun of all time. Calling I, it. Now, I
0: actually this is actually uh, something I didn't really think about. Like you said with all like the sequence breaks and like glitches and like the actual scale of the game. Like I think this generally could be an interesting game minus the quick time events, but I, we'll see.
1: I, I don't think the quick time events are really required for an any percent run, which is good. I, I, no. I really think that the main way that the speedrun would shine though is through the costumes. There's so much variability in movement. That's mm. okay, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's where I with really your,
0: you, mean, you mean you mean like the one ability you're able to do and not jump.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you could either jump, you could not jump. You could jump and hover in the air a little bit or jump and hover in the air a little bit more. I hate to
0: say, this comes off as a game to me where you just pick off one fucking costume at the beginning of the game and then you just use that entire run
1: i mean they literally tried to not have that happen so the fact that that happened is just like a testament to how this game was created but we're not here to talk about Balin wonderland we're not here to talk about high energy sam we're here to talk about what people probably are looking at this title and being like oh shit i love this game let's talk about this game and we're like eight minutes excited
0: to talk about this one
1: what game do we play this week so
0: this is a game of my choosing. We played Celeste. I know this game is a little bit older. Um, I was actually making the point to think um, if I played games like I, we are now during this era, I would have been so, so fucking tired. Of, like, every single indie game that came out in this era was like the same pixelated, you know, fantastic little platform. Name another like one. That. It
1: just seemed like Fez. Fez was a little earlier, right? Fez was like way earlier. Oh, my God.
0: Really? What, didn't Celeste come out...
1: It, it was 2009 or
0: 2019
1: no 2018 oh 2018
0: but versus 2012 oh for so, some so reason i thought celeste was a lot older
1: uh i mean i guess there's fez and the messenger that's that's the two i'm thinking of holy shit this game took me by surprise um, it took you I, by I, surprise obviously... how how did this game possibly take you by surprise this is okay actually tell me what you thought about the game
0: okay i loved loved love this game. Holy shit, it is the perfect You know me. I love frustrating but like satisfying. Don't give me that look <laughs> <laughs> just like my sex life. Um it, it just has like the perfect storm of like little like neat little story, fantastic platforming, some of the most difficult uh like optional Uh, content like uh, secrets like a million things like this game is fucking awesome
1: so i i made i gave dana a really weird look because i i was gonna mess with him i i know the reason for this but like it looks like dana has only played this game for two hours on steam and he's like talking i love this game this is one of my favorite games so i so i didn't have
0: uh internet like for like multiple days this week i played it in offline mode and apparently in offline mode um it doesn't count hours because i i I will make the point to say i looked at your thing you only had like what 35 fucking uh strawberries or something like that because basically there's like a collectible thing in the game that's I i have like 75 okay i have like 100 something so it's like um i basically sat around going to all the optional shit trying to collect all the hardest ones uh so i spent quite a long time i did not beat the game like you did though
1: I could relate in that, like when I was living in Palau, which is a country without really any internet, like I played so many games on Steam, and I didn't realize until I had no internet that like Steam does not track your progress while playing an offline. I think that's so stupid. Why would they not track your progress? Well, it it in offline tracks mode? your
0: progress for the physical game, but not like the. Sorry, amount of time sorry, sorry. Game.
1: Yeah, yeah, it doesn't track the amount of time you've actually played the game. I think it's just why would it not do that? It's not like you. I don't know. It's not like Steam is not on your PC. Why,
0: well, yeah, why can't it sync or something like that?
1: Yeah, so I I think that is stupid. I've experienced that, but I was just making fun of him because I thought it was really funny that, like, he's talking about this game he loves that he only has two hours in. But what is Celeste? Okay, we actually haven't talked about that yet. So
0: Celeste is a typical indie game, you know, with the pixel art, simple, simple platformer. You jump, you dash. That's basically all there is to it. But... um they do it in such a way that it becomes uh, very, very in-depth in how they deal with those simple, simple mechanics. Uh, your goal is to climb this mountain. I haven't gotten to why you're climbing this mountain, but you are a girl, and you are climbing a mountain just to say you can.
1: Um, I mean, like, I think the reason is pretty clear why you're climbing the mountain. Like, you have your own personal struggles, and you think that climbing the mountain will uh, just help you, I don't know, just become a stronger person physically and mentally overall. I mean, that that really is the main goal of the game. This is a game that... Uh, as data said as a platformer uh with with simple pl- simple to learn but hard to master elements. Yes. Um and really it it takes place as a girl who is struggling with mental health issues and uh it really is is just on this mountain to to prove something to herself. I will say that I did enjoy this game a lot. Um I don't think I'm gonna go as far as to say I enjoyed it as much as you. I think this is one of the better games we've played on the podcast, definitely. But I think that, one, I'm a huge platformer snob, and while this hits all the bells and whistles, I can't help but think that the reason... Like, I honestly think that the game being so well-received really hampered my ability to enjoy this game because there's two aspects. One, oh, this game is considered one of the best platforms of all time. If I find any flaws in this game, it's, like, a way bigger deduction than when I'm actually just playing a game normally. Uh, And then also, also the fact is I'm wondering, like, why people are... uh, considering this game to be one of the best games of all time. And, like, I keep thinking, like, oh, if I don't like this, then that means I'm not someone who enjoys video games. Oh, if I don't like this, I must be wrong. Therefore, like, I'm, like, constantly battling with myself while playing this game to, like, be like, oh, don't let the flame die out. I think that's, like, actually a meme uh, that I saw on Reddit uh, regarding, like, oh, you're not enjoying video games anymore. I will say, though, like, this is definitely a great platformer, but, like, I was just constantly thinking is this game a little overrated it's amazing but i feel like this scratched the itch of so many like people who frequent social media that like it almost seems like it was trying to pander to the most vocal people in the video gaming community like we're talking about like a game that is about mental health issues it's an indie developer with pixel art like it's amazing pixel art don't get me wrong but like I feel like it just scratches an itch of the internet that like will make people say, like, oh my god, this is the greatest game of all time.
0: I guess for me, I'm different in the sense that I feel very detached from that side of the internet. I never look at reviews for shit. Obviously I hear like everyone's like, Oh Celeste's really good, Celeste's really, really awesome, this and that. Uh, I've seen a couple of runs and stuff like that. I am kind of in my own world when it comes to like looking at shit on the internet. You know, I don't go out and look and read reviews for stuff. So I guess I had a different experience other than obviously knowing it was extremely well-received and a fantastic game. Um, but other than that, that's all I really knew about it.
1: D- don't get me wrong. I, I think it's it's great that video games are talking about mental health. But I think that because of that, like you have a very... Maybe I'm completely wrong. I think that people are more vocal about their love for this game than other games that are of similar uh, stature because it touched them emotionally, which is perfectly fine. But I mean, as someone who luckily doesn't suffer from mental health issues, maybe the message did not resonate with me as deep as some people who do play this game.
0: For me personally, I I enjoyed this game just because of the little touches. The extra content in this game is... Almost more thorough than almost any game I've played in, in in recent history. Like the amount of secrets, the amount of like little niches and and love that went into like just like the little corners uh, of this game are absolutely fucking phenomenal. Um, I
1: I do think that like one of the reasons why this game is great is not necessarily for the um main story. Like the the, the fact that this game is uh, the game it kind of reminds me of is Baba is you. You could be Baba as you in five hours, but there's like a hours of, of content in the game this is similar like i i think the main story is like seven hours but to actually completionist beat this game it's like 40 something hours and maybe that's hypocritical on my part because i did beat the game but i i have done maybe like one or two extra missions i don't know i i just considering the amount of time uh, i had to play video games i've don't see myself playing that much more of this game however it's a great i see game. myself
0: i see myself playing a lot so basically there's the main storyline and then there's an unbelievable amount of optional content and that optional content includes um they're called strawberries any given level uh, of the the main uh seven levels and then there's uh two additional levels after getting a bunch of other secret shit um there's anywhere from i believe 20 to 30 of these strawberries that are in random and hard to find or secret locations throughout the level um these can be as easy as jumping off a cliff and jumping and finding or like this elaborate perfectly timed uh maze of spikes you have to dash and jump and do all this stuff to get through to and then land without getting uh kit uh to get that was my favorite part of this game, like the amount of secrets I found just playing through stuff. Like, oh, uh, okay, so let's say, example, you see a strawberry in a room. It's at the end of like the spike maze that takes like you know seventy deaths to do, and then after you finish it, you notice in the corner, see that wall over there, or like, right near where that strawberry was in the middle of that maze there's a crack on that wall. I wonder what that is. And if you crack that, uh, hit, uh, if you dash into that crack, you actually get to another secret area that's, like, fully fleshed out with, like, four other rooms that do all this crazy stuff. Like, it, it, it's so, so satisfying. Oh my god.
1: So so I had a completely different playstyle and, and maybe that's why I, uh, uh maybe this, that's why this game is not considered one of the, the greatest, pla- or okay, it's a great platformer. I'm not sure if I would consider it, like, top five greatest platformers I've ever played, but Hey, I'm a Mario casual, and this game's too hard for me, yo. Uh, I I think that the fact that they upfront said that these strawberries were optional made me so happy because i'm normally a neurotic collector like i there were definitely strawberries that I'm like oh this is relatively close and like it's not one of these hard sections where like it's even harder because of the strawberry and therefore like i, I don't have to get the strawberry to pass i'm gonna skip on this one but i ended up skipping most of the strawberries because i actually just wanted to progress in the game and actually beat it and i i think that is great that they offer a lot of this collectible content without actually making it i i are there any incentives besides achievements to get them i don't think there are right no. So here there's there's different
0: collectibles. There's just the strawberries which are basically just to show off to your friends that you're whatever, um that you're you're cool. Like I mean some of these strawberries I had like 110 deaths trying to get. Like straight up. Like they are Yeah,
1: some of them are really hard
0: fucking difficult. Man, is it unbelievably And satisfying. I would I would
1: definitely not go for most of those.
0: Um, I skipped a couple of them because I either didn't know how to get them or where they were. But I honestly, I got like almost 90% of them in every level I played. Because um, that was my favorite part of the game. It was just exploring the world. Because the, to find some of them, it's like you have to find all these secrets. Like there's hidden rooms behind other things. Um, you have to do certain uh, puzzles or hit certain switches to unlock other rooms that uh, lead to other secret areas that have like these um, strawberries and things like that. And that's what was so fucking awesome for me was the exploration aspect. It was like, unmatched in almost any game I've ever played. Um, Now, there's there's different collectibles in this game. There's the, like I said, the Strawberry, but then there's also the Crystal Heart, which is a special uh, collectible that is in every single level that if you get all of them, you unlock the final two levels. And and to find those is, like, another uh nightmare in its own whether it's like you have to like you know jump off this thing and like you know clip through a wall like all this other crazy stuff uh hidden secret paths and things like that which is like me i'm the type of guy that checks every fucking corner of every room in every game i play so this kind of
1: like fix my uh neurotic yeah i mean like i i get that and i i definitely i mean that's how i play most games but like i almost feel like Having it so collectible and like kind of like making it feel like you're obligated to get, get it is like a, a detriment to the game. I actually, I really enjoyed that upfront, like literally the first strawberry you got, it's like, yeah, these are optional. Don't, don't worry about them unless you really want them. Like, cause otherwise, like when I'm playing a game and I'm checking like literally every single room as soon as I get there, I feel like it just slows down the entire pace of the game. And I was, well, I was for, for really me, that happy. Was fun, though. That, I mean, no, I understand. Like, if you enjoyed the game, I'm not going to tell you you played the game wrong or anything. In fact, like, I, I think maybe I played the game wrong for just like kind of speeding through the campaign but like i i really enjoyed the fast pace of the game like i like one of my favorite parts of that this game was the um the chase sequences like basically yeah there's final bosses of of some stages and i thought they they implemented this really cool like i i i was expecting just pure platforming but i mean while it is platforming it 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 adds a new layer uh layer to it that i didn't expect you know Every
0: single level has, like, a different mechanic, whether it's wind or, you know, um, like, all the different themed levels. Like, you're in a town, then you're in ruins, then you're, like, in a, like a hotel, uh, and then you're, like, in, like, windy cliffs that'll have, like, wind going, like, different directions that have to change your movement and stuff like that. Uh, and then there's, like, a mirror temple, which is my favorite fucking level. Holy shit, that, that level is uh, phenomenal. Yeah, there, it, there's just to me, there's enough variance and enough difficulty that I, I, I honestly wish I was playing this game right now. Like, I, I love this game. I definitely want to try to beat all nine worlds. Can we talk about the soundtrack for a second? I thought the soundtrack was
1: fucking phenomenal. Holy so, shit! So, so okay, th- this is going to be another thing that like I maybe I'm just like a contrarian or something. So I actually I own the soundtrack on vinyl and I own it on cassette. And it's funny because like there's collectible cassettes in this game, and uh, I, I guess they made a standalone cassette i don't know if that's like limited edition or anything like that but like anyway like i was at pace uh which is a speedrunning event and i like literally by just like and i I think maybe i donated like five dollars or like subscribed during the event to show support while i was there and like i was entered into a raffle and i didn't know about it and like someone just pinged me like oh you won this stuff i'm like cool i've never played celeste it also came with a copy of celeste so i didn't have to buy it this week but but yeah like People are just saying, like, oh, I'm so jealous of that vinyl man, that, that soundtrack's so good. And, like, yeah, there are a ton of great songs on the soundtrack, but, like, again, maybe it was expectations. Maybe I was expecting the best video game soundtrack of all time. I thought there were a lot of hit-or-miss tracks. I think that it got better over time, and so the fact that you haven't beaten this game, you're going to be like, oh, shit, these songs get better. But uh, well- some of them I was like, eh
0: for me it's how the songs evolve the level for like there's like the bass song which can be quite cool and then as you play through the stage that specific song uh um evolves based on where you are in the level maybe it's because i explored so much more of each individual no no level. i
1: i i heard uh, that too and i thought that was cool but i if the bass song is only mediocre what can you do well, I mean, like, for That's example, right. like,
0: the, the the Mirror Temple, in my opinion, is such a good fucking song. It was so
1: ruining cool. your dreams.
0: Fuck you. Stop it. You, you're basically like only SJWs love this game.
1: I no, I genuinely think that like a large subsection of this, like the, the vocal like if this is like Tumblr's dream game, you know what I'm saying?
0: To be honest, that's not even a point I even thought about. Like, as,
1: as, like, thinking
0: about this game. Like, to me, this game is nearly perfect. Okay. Uh, It's everything I want in a game as far as, like, insane difficulty that you just feel like, holy shit, I feel great doing this.
1: Uh, So, like,. I genuinely, like, I there were times where I enjoyed the soundtrack, but I think I, I am, like, 100% a victim of, like, overhype. Like, I, I get, like, so disappointed in things that are overhyped, and, like, I think that's just a me problem. I think that is genuinely just a me problem. But if we're going to get into, like, more gripes that I have with this game, like, you mentioned, like, these levels, they each have their own mechanic that they build off of. And I think that they wouldn't be able to do that without having long levels. But I think that these levels, like, they kind of go on for, like, maybe, like... If the levels were, like, 70% shorter, I would be more on board with this game. I felt like when I was trying to actually, like, get through the game, I, I found myself struggling to motivate myself to start a new chapter due to the fact that I knew it was going you to be a very long... save and quit on no, any screen. No, I understand that, but it's just the process of just, like, like... I don't want to do a chapter like I, I, every single chapter I did in one sitting, and I felt like that was the way to play the game, and that's how the way I got engrossed. Oh, God, I didn't do that. Okay, well, that's how I wanted to play it, and I was just like, these are long, man, especially, especially towards the end, the levels get longer and longer. Like, I kept comparing this game, and I think that the reason I started comparing it to this game is because there was an homage very early on with the addition of Betamax tapes, but I compared this game constantly to Super Meat Boy, and I loved both of these games. Again, I, I, I'm going to give this game maybe an 8 out of 10. Like, I'm not talking about, uh, like, a game that I didn't enjoy thoroughly. But, like, I love both these games, but I love Super Meat Boy so much more. And I think one of the reasons why I like Super Meat Boy so much more, not to say that I – 100% in Super Meat Boy 2. I think it's the difference between an 8 and a 9, is is due to the fact that, like, Super Meat Boy or platformers like that, I I was able to enjoy a lot more in short spurts. I felt that because of this game having a much more coherent plot, which is not necessarily a bad thing, like, I felt like I really had to invest myself in the game and play for long periods of time. And especially, like, these levels as they got harder and harder, I'm just like. uh, This game doesn't fuck around. Like, this game, like, you have to be good. Yeah, yeah, like, especially then, if you if you're doing any of the extra content. I did one B-side and I'm just like I'm I'm not doing this right now. There's Yeah. B-sides are like again, to talk about like Super Meat Boy, it's like I they have like Reverse World or Minus World in Super Meat Boy uh where it's like harder versions of the same levels and that's what B-sides are. You collect a cassette tape in the level and then you're able to do a basically a harder level that uses the mechanics of the level you collected that cassette tape of. And yeah, like besides even the optional content like the actual game itself is a relatively hard platformer it's one of those games though where like by the time you get to the really hard stuff at the end like you've mastered the controls like they, they you're make already it, good yeah they, they make it very 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 easy to learn i i played this on a controller i assume you did as
0: well yeah you you have to like i wanted to get this on the switch but i i decided against it because i'd probably be killing myself
1: yeah i i so i think this game also suffers from like when you know a mechanic is useful for example uh like hugging to walls you want to hug to walls more than you don't want to hug to walls and therefore yep. you're constantly holding down the trigger which holds onto a wall and then it kind of hurts your hand what what a oh, no, this game, game this game this game definitely
0: hurt my hands because like the technical like the amount of inputs to get some of these optional strawberries i'm probably putting in like probably 60 or 70 inputs like once it's all set and done, like, jumping through these fucking uh, spike mazes and stuff like that. So, but I, I love that shit, so.
1: I, yeah, I, I had no issues uh, with, I mean, like, yeah, it hurt my hands, but, like, that's, like, I was, that's because I was playing so much of this goddamn game at, at one given time. You know, I, I love that, like, I cut myself off, or I got cut off. Not... Just how conversations work, but like I, the last thing I said before you you were talking was, "What a shit game!" No, I was being sarcastic. What a shit game for for making my hands hurt. No, no, I, you're you're a piece of shit. Ah, uh, yeah, pretty much. I, I I did genuinely enjoy this game, and like I I do reckon, Like the last level of this game, and I this is like kind of a spoiler. It's, see, that's not the last level though. Okay, two the more. last level of the main story is like, mm, what a level! What a level! What a level in a video game! I really enjoyed it. Is that a spoiler? Would you consider that like oh the last level is really good like when you, when someone tells you the ending of a movie is really good that's definitely a spoiler right because then like, oh you're... yeah
0: but like for this is it's like well yeah it's a video game it's something you're experiencing I hate when like you're watching a movie like oh this next part's really good and it's just like it's like well basically you're peppering my expectations so if it's not like ten out of ten I'm gonna be like really upset to me this game is uh, easily like a. Uh... Like a high nine out of ten, if not a ten out of ten. I think me. you would have rated us as... a ten
1: out of ten if I would have joined you in the circle jerk.
0: I, I I legitimately think that I'm bringing you down. No, I still think it's as good as I think it is because I I had an unbelievable amount of fun. Uh, I think I just played it games maybe differently than you. Like I uh, as far as. But it's like because I we had this conversation. I'm like, oh, you love Kaizo stuff, and you're like, you actually don't like Kaizo stuff very much. You, you I remember you saying you said you get like frustrated with it, right? So,
1: so there were points in this game that were genuinely frustrating, but I think there were the optional points. Like for example, I did one of the B sides, and there was a section that like, have you ever gotten so frustrated in a video game that like, I mean, obviously there's people who, like throw controllers and stuff, but like, you almost feel sick. Like you're just like I need to get stand up or something. I feel like physically ill from this. Oh section.
0: My, my, my mom was yelling at me because I'd be like tits like, like 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 literally like like hissing at the screen because I'm sitting there like getting through it and then it's like I get to all the way end and then I like dash the wrong way and I hit a spike and I'm just like <laughs>
1: there, there like was, I I,
0: make, I I like make all these weird fucking noises when I'm like playing.
1: There were sections that like genuinely just like upset me so much. Like it, but that's just me playing games. Like I like I don't mind something that's repetitive, but like I I like. It. Repetitive to a certain extent. Like there's certain Kaizo levels where, like, you're spending four hours on the same section. Like this is this is not what I want to do at all. I, so I
0: don't think I spent more than like ten minutes on any section.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think this game, especially the 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 standard campaign actually uh you're you're not like if you are not like inherently terrible at video games and there are like a lot of people who like you this you you probably have the pretty good to play
0: this game to be honest like this is not like a baby's game like this game does not handheld at all like this is even without all the extra this is a hard game like this is a hard like game
1: yeah but uh we're god gamers so we beat it
0: Oh, I didn't beat it, but I do have. Uh, I'm actually going to look at my game right now to see how many more
1: there are. Uh, I think eight, or I, I think no, there's seven total levels in the in the main campaign. Sorry if yes. that's a spoiler.
0: So I did not beat. I I'm almost I'm at the at the end of the fifth level right now, and I'm at 83 strawberries and 851 deaths.
1: Okay, I I have less strawberries than you, but I don't know. Towards the end, like unless they were like really. Relatively easy to get. Uh, I, I kind of, I, I was like, oh, I want to beat the game, and then I did. So I, I, I go to every single room and try to find every secret. And yeah, I, I actually what... after beating the game, I went back a little bit and I tried to collect strawberries. And like, there's no way I will be satisfied doing this unless I collect them all. And I can't devote myself to that. It's just, it's just uh, how it is.
0: So there's a couple that are like hard to find. Uh, and things like that, like all the ones that are super rare, I try to get. But it's like if I if I can't find it, I'm not gonna go out searching for them, type thing. Yeah, luckily like, the game I...
1: says where you miss them when you when you try to re-enter a level. Like it, really? Well, like it'll be like oh, like because each level has like its own individual checkpoints. It'll be like oh, there are eight before the checkpoint, and you got these in this order. Like you oh, got... that's fucking sick. I didn't know that. I yeah, think I'm, yeah. I,
0: th- I think I might actually try hundred percent this game, to be honest. Okay,
1: I, and I wish you luck. I mean, like I. In a world where I was streaming and I was playing games, like, constantly, I would probably go back and 100% this game. But because we as a podcast must play every game ever made, I don't think I'm going to come back to it. Well, I'll I, be I honest. Just think,
0: I think you're a baby bitch gamer that can't handle, handle a little difficulty.
1: Okay, the game is hard. I'll admit that. But if I am if I stop having fun, why am I gaming at all? I mean, like, honestly, if we're talking about streaming, stop. I am I'm big boy gamer, okay? I graduated from diapers like last year, man. (laughs) Hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, some people my age wear diapers for other reasons. Let's just say that. Not me. I think if I was streaming this game, I would have a completely shitty experience. I think that, like, so many people underestimate, like, the the idea of playing a game, like, completely by yourself, immersing it. Like, I get so sad when I see a lot of these streamers. And, like, sure, they they look at games differently than me, especially if they're larger streamers. But, like, you see all these people, like, oh, new release, can't wait to stream it for you guys. I'm just like... Yeah. Isn't a video game, like, it's, it's kind of like, unless it's an online multiplayer game, it's like, you're meant to, like, have an emotional connection to the game and like when you have like all these people in chat looking at the game you feel pressured to perform well like yeah it it takes away from the experience i feel like if i was playing celeste especially because i'm a platform streamer like i would just feel so pressured to play the game well and then i would just like upset myself when i didn't like first try every section i did first try some sections and i was like i'm a baller but well, yeah. I mean,
0: like, for, for me, it's just, like, to do those super hard sections were, like, my favorite moments of, like, like mm, like, fucking biting my lip and shit. Like, oh, man, it felt good.
1: Yeah, and I understand you could, like, ignore chat for a bit, but, like, I would just, like, feel frustrated not only at the section, but because I know, like, people are watching me. Anyway, this is a conversation that I don't think you could relate to super well. well so.
0: No, 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 I think I think it's an interesting aside. It also may uh, affect my feelings on the game because I, I don't have that thought. Uh, in the back of my head when while playing this game which is just something at the same time that you think about so I
1: would mean, like honestly like the the biggest thing I was thinking about well first of all I was surprised how little I knew about this game because like I I didn't I, I explicitly did not watch this on stream because I knew at some point I would I would play this game. Like there are so many I watched, games, like bits and pieces. The, I, like
0: basically, I, I watched like the hotel level, and that's about it.
1: So I, I I knew about this game, and I like knew how to play, but like I I did not know about nearly any of like first of all, like the fact that there are bosses in this game. I didn't know any of the plot. If really, I didn't know understand like the plot was like as in depth as it was. I didn't know like any of like the extra quote unquote power ups that you get. Like I really did not know a lot about this game, but like I'm excited because now I can actually. Watch watch the speed run <laughs> i i explicitly avoided it even How though it's long like long
0: is the speed run uh
1: this? it's like 25 to 30 minutes for the campaign
0: jesus christ no it's like
1: actually one of the most optimized speed games of all time it's it's absolutely
0: crazy but
1: yeah i'm excited for that it's it's one of the most active games of all time and all
0: red berries
1: it's like an hour and 40
0: 100 percent is an hour and 42 minutes that is f-
1: okay yeah
0: fucking nutty. Uh,
1: No, this game, this game is absolutely, like, it's literally a speedrun dream because also the game has in-game time and it shows you in-game time uh, when you beat the whole game. This is
0: from the era, I think, when, uh, game dev devs uh actually started having dialogue with speedrunning and they realized how important it is to for the growth of their game to have like in game speedrun mechanics. I think this is like one of the games where you can like go on their Discord and like actually talk to like the devs for I,
1: I think that uh yeah, I mean I agree with that, but like I also think that like devs trying too hard to make a game speedrunnable actually ruins the chance of speedrunning. running. I, yes, I feel like I, I, there there is a there is a fine line, I wanna say. Yeah. And I, I think that, like, you really should try to make a good game first, and if it's a good game, people will speedrun it just because it's a beloved game. Yeah. That's just how it is. It just so happens that if you also make one of the most beloved platformers of all time, you are going to have a large speedrunning community, especially when the game is, like, made to be speedrun, like like you This like game you has said. a shit ton of fucking
0: runners. God no, it's damn. like it's,
1: like, top five of all time. Like legitimately, besides, there's like some weird Holy Roblox fuck. runs. Fuck. You know, like thousands of people have run this. There's
0: 2,377 any percent runs.
1: No, I, 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 for a long period of time, like it was consistently more active than Super Mario 64. I think as the game gotten a little bit older, it, it, it is no longer the case. But yeah, I mean, like it is, it is genuinely considered by some to be the best platform of all time. I, I cannot take, I, I cannot say that. I, I mean, I don't know what so I. So what even say is best Probably, probably Mario. Like, I, I gotta be. So here, here's,
0: here's the thing about that. And people have this conversation. They're like, "Oh, this is the best platform." Is it the best just because of its legacy, or because of the physical mechanics, because of the physical fun? Like, if Mario was released today. Or are you putting it, or like when you say it's like one of the best uh, games ever? Are you putting it in the time frame when it came out or in today's? Comparison? I think you can't ignore
1: a game's legacy, but I think if we're gonna have to take a happy medium, even though I don't like the games, like a lot of like a legitimate contender, like a lot of people say Donkey Kong Country 2. Like like Donkey Kong yeah, Country I, 2. Like if you play Mario One right now, you're gonna be in a situation where it's like, eh, this is. This is dated, but like you play but Donkey Country Kong- too. It's like, yeah,
0: that game is fucking like. that will get you hype with that music. Like you, that you'll be, we'll be like in 2040 still playing that music, like because it's fucking bangs so hard, and yeah. the mechanics are strong. That's why Super Nintendo still has a legacy of such a fantastic fucking sim- uh, system. God damn.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I think that my favorite platform of all time is Lost Level, So maybe I just should, should shut up. Like, but no, I I, I genuinely think like. I love platformers, and therefore I'm extremely harsh on platformers. But, like, I am I will inherently like platformers, but be, I, it's really, really hard to hit my ceiling. You know, it's, it's – So it think of like everything the last, out.
0: Of the last ten years, what do you think was one of your favorite platformers?
1: Not Hollow Knight. I'll say that much. That's, that's not a That's, not platform, that's a Metroid yeah. – Ve- that, Okay, that gave us platforming elements. I just wanted to shit on Hollow Knight and just make you upset. What can I, I say? probably a top three game for me best
0: platformers of all time that aren't mario crash bandicoot that's a really good one voodoo vince shantae and the pirate's curse treasure island castle of illusion starring mickey mouse here that's really good Mega man 2 aladdin for the genesis fuck that the super nintendo one's way better Let's talk about that. Do you think that the Aladdin for Genesis or Super Nintendo is better?
1: Um, I mean like so I I, I personally think that the Aladdin for any or SNES is better, but I've never actually played the Genesis one, so I, I can't really talk. I mean, like I don't know, if we're going on like the conversation regarding like best platformers of all time, maybe maybe I need to play more platformers because I love platformers, but like when I think of like the best platformers in this specific context, I'm thinking of two D platformers, and ninety percent of the two D platformers I played are like SNES era. So like when I'm trying to think of a modern yeah. one I enjoy, I loved V six. If we're talking about games i played in palau with no internet i i played like 30 hours of v6 i, I was basically a speedrunner before i was actually speedrunning v6
0: what's v6 V.
1: v, 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 v. oh yeah by, yeah by v, super v, 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 hexagon v, v, yeah. guy
0: <laughs> not by super hexagon oh yeah yeah, yeah. this game's really good uh, um something else i just look up a list of games i didn't even think about um what is it? it is rayman legends
1: uh so i don't uh, rayman legends is fun but like rayman 2 is gonna have a place in my heart as the best rayman of all time i, like, I, so, I Oh, Ray actually, Legends actually, I think my favorite—I think my favorite "quote unquote" modern uh, platformer is probably N plus for the Xbox 360. That game was so unbelievably like life changing to me that uh, I I can't think of like another game that like has had an effect N-plus? on me. In the pl- N plus, you're a ninja. Uh, the way of the ninja. Just N and then a plus sign.
0: I like how you, like, pick, like, like random, like, Flash games. Like it is not like a Flash
1: game. On. It is a 360 Xbox Live Arcade game. It, I know. It I, came it from a Flash like... game. That's like saying, oh, my favorite my favorite video game Super Meat Boy. It's like, oh, I love how you pick Flash games. I'm not talking about the Flash version of Super Meat, Roy- super Meat Boy on new grounds, I know, okay? I'm just
0: saying, like, when I think of, like, um platformers, I think, like, something super flashy. This looks like a, like a Flash game, but I'm sure it's good.
1: No, okay, first of all, it is flashy. Like, at least it was flashy for the time. Like, there is M++ now, which is a little bit more modern, I haven't even played it because they made the terrible decision of making their first one Xbox 360 and their second one uh, PS4. So, like, I mean, I understand PS4 is more. It's actually kind of funny. Like, we haven't played
0: a lot of um, platformers. Like, uh, we both, we I played think we, like. Played, like <laughs> which is actually supposed to be, like, a top one. Like, we haven't played, like, Cuphead. Um, we haven't played. I don't know. Uh, I, I
1: first of all, Cuphead's a running gun shooter. I, I don't think I would enjoy that game if I'm being honest. But
0: like, I haven't played Ori in the Blind Forest. I haven't played
1: Um or any of the Ori series. I don't know. I've just I feel like you will Ori in the Blind Forest checks off every box for Dana. Indie pla or indie great art style platforming elements, ten out of ten from Dana. That's Celeste, Hollow you, Knight. You, you, Ori in the Blind Forest. That's that's the
0: trifecta. I mean, you know I'm 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 pretty easy. Like if it has a good soundtrack and looks good and is fun, like that's like definitely.
1: I'm easy too, but I just love to nitpick. So like even though I, I really enjoyed playing this game, like it sounds like I actually hated this game. <laughs> Are we even still talking about Celeste? We've gone on so fucking long on this tangent. What else Speaking is Speed of Tangents? Speed of tangents. Oh, actually, you know what, before we get into any other topics, I mean like if I really have to say uh, best platformer, I'm going to have to bring it back to my boy Balan Wonderworld <laughs> by the Sonic Adventure not, dev
0: team. I'm leaving the fucking
1: You're leaving bugs. the fucking call? Okay. Well, I don't know. We're going to we're going to have fun. We're going to have fun. I mean like I I personally am really looking forward to playing Pokémon Snap, which we're not going to spoil anything. We generally play games when they come out if they're of note to us. That's what I was getting at GameStop. But, like, honestly, like, Pokemon Snap, like, yeah, it's one example of the Pokemon craze. You ever hear this Pokemon craze? People are into this Pokemon thing. Dude, people
0: are going way too fucking crazy with the Pokemon thing. I, For those that don't know, I've said it a million times. I work at a card
1: shop that specializes in Pokemon cards, and people are fucking, fucking nuts with it. I am, like in the situation where i think i know more than you cuz i read a vice article vice made an you're, article you're about wrong. the pokemon card trade come on shit's crazy you ever you ever hear of a pokemon card trade i have i have like a first generation energy card bet it's like $1000 right now I, I i literally
0: have probably within like a hand distance of me right now like several thousand dollars in pokemon cards what the fuck do you know about this sleeping tyranitar
1: card bet you wouldn't eat it for a dollar
0: no, I definitely would not because it's like 150 bucks. But
1: and it's also made of plastic and paper. Let's let's see how awful of an article this is. No, okay, it's. I thought it was fine. I thought it was a fine article, but no. One of the things that's. Oh, okay, never mind. I it's it's asking if you work at a grading industry, uh, to contact them and they'll interview you. But I do not work in grading. I know. Well, technically, you graded that one guy, but no, it's it's talking about how the process is like backed up for like ninety, like literally, like uh, they're saying one hundred forty four days you'll get your card back, if at uh, all if they're accepting at all. So the problem
0: is right now, um, the service was too cheap. Um, it's a twofold issue where a lot of people are getting into Pokemon and realizing there's a lot of money involved. So what they're doing is they're opening packs have all these old cards that are worth like three dollars and they're sending them to get graded for whatever reason which is just a complete waste of money um because their five dollar card if it gets graded well turns into like a thirty dollar card mind you grading is like if you're doing it in bulk it's t- like twenty dollars a card uh, if you're doing like 150 cards otherwise like for example i got stuff graded for one card it was 108 dollars for the one card
1: yeah, it. like there the the article said that like some of these services are like, yeah, we've gotten uh more cards in the last 3 days than we usually get in 3 months. So, if you want your card graded, you're going to have to charge $600 uh yeah. for for grading. Yeah. So... Yeah, pretty much.
0: It, it, they're just overwhelmed with people sending in absolute junk, which is I mean, people shouldn't be doing that. It used to be a matter of you would send in a card um, you had to factor in the price of the card, the price of the grading, and hope the value of it after the fact would be worth it. Which is not the case, because so many just stupid fucking people are sending in just junk. Um, I'm happy uh, that they stopped it, because there's just so much stupid fucking junk on the market because of it. NFT is still the worst thing ever. Someone's saying there's going to be Pokemon card NFTs, and like, that just sounds so fucking weird. What, you right.
1: own like a third of a graded Charizard? No, you just own like a virtual... Like picture of like. I think NFT legitimately has some use cases. Like when it comes to, like, yes, the whole NFT art. It's or how do I want to word this? Like yes, like I, I just is, don't
0: get it. Like when someone just posts the picture and then you're like, all right. So you just I don't guess, post the but like,
1: what what would you call a Hearthstone card? A piece of digital nothing that everybody yeah, says. Yeah, but like at the same time, like. When you own that product, like, you're paying money for a digital good in, like, a collectible card game. That at least enables, like, some form of trading, I guess. This is, like, something that's not really, like, I'm not super well-versed in NFT, so, like, I, I don't want to be some, like, dumbass talking about it. But, like, you also have stuff like, um like, I remember Artifact, what they were trying to enable, and it failed terribly because it's Artifact. Like, weren't they trying to have, like, a collectible, like, tradable card market where you could use the Steam marketplace to, like, buy and sell cards? I, I'm not sure how that actually worked. I just remember people like playing porn
0: 24 seven in the artifact. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's
1: directory. That's, that's uh not about the trading card game. Unfortunately, the game the game actually had uh, cards and stuff like that. It was not porn based. But the Steam market, like you were able to like buy cards, and initially they cost money. Like they'd be like two dollars for this card. But like like everything on Steam, it crashes and everything. Like, have you tried to buy anything on Steam? Like the Steam Marketplace? Yeah, and it's okay. like it's like four cents. Yeah, it's four cents. I don't. I don't really know how like CS:GO uh marketplaces. Well, okay, is. So here's
0: the thing. CS:GO like there are literally guns that go for like five hundred thousand dollars.
1: <laughs> no, no, that's that's why I'm saying like I don't know if that's. I don't think that's on the Steam marketplace. I think that's on, it like, is. A, oh, it is? Okay. I I, I thought that was on like third party sites. Maybe that's just so. All gambling. Well, there's
0: there's there's two different things. Like it, it's like let's say something is like a thousand uh, dollars. You can get a thousand dollars on Steam Marketplace. So you can get like eight hundred
1: fifty on like the third party, like okay, in, act- in okay. actual cash. Well. I, I guess yeah I that that's kind of how I view like the NFT market when it comes to um like a, like I feel like there could actually be legitimate worth for like a card game in having nfts related to it however i also hate it i also feel like if you're doing a digital game there should be no scarcity i hate the idea but here's the thing though video game the the inherent um value behind an
0: nft is that like you own it and no one else does as soon as you show it to someone else someone else has a picture of it or something then it's worthless like the thing with me of owning something collectibles i like showing people my collectibles like hey look at this cool fucking shit i have with an NFT, you can't really do that otherwise it loses all value
1: I feel like that's a primitive idea regarding an NFT cuz like we already saw I I'm not sure if we actually ended up talking about it last week it was on our agenda and we don't get to everything on our agenda but we had like a conversation regarding this weird like horse racing uh simulator where like each horse is an NFT um and the issue with that was really that like it's People were, like, not really an issue. Like, the thing about that was, like, people were paying, like, $250,000, like, multiple Ethereum for, like, a single thoroughbred horse. And, like, I actually tried to get into it. I was like, oh, I wonder how this works. Like, you can't breed any more horses. Like, they're completely, like, everyone's trying to get into this digital horse racing, and it's not worth it. So now.
0: the difference is that I feel like these NFTs have functionality. Like, you're buying an NFT to have an inherent use out of it versus, like, let's say an art NFT that's, like, uh, the art NFT, it's not like I'm using it to race. Like, the art NFT is, like, something that only I can enjoy,
1: and once I take a picture of it and put it out into the ether, it no longer has value. So, so are Versus, you saying the art NFT is the one that's going to actually have value, or are you saying that, like, those are the ones that are going to completely drop off? Well, I'm not going to say they they will or won't have value. It's just, like, we're making the
0: trading card comparison. Like in, 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 like, in traditional collectibles or trading cards, it's, like, the showing off or being able to have some sort of functionality is what what's, like, cool. Like, oh, look at this, like, let's say I have a base set Charizard, original Charizard from back in the day. Like, if I have it, and it's, like, locked up and i can't show it with anybody otherwise it loses value does it, does it is it really worth anything
1: i mean i don't i don't see how there's any difference between this and like may say maybe a uh like a card that like well uh, like if we're, if we're going by like the horse racing example like a card where we're able to have certain functionality in a card game based on having that nft oh
0: no 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 no! i'm saying that makes sense like like to have okay. functionality on it, it, it i think it's a good idea but then at that point it just seems like a
1: digital collectible um yeah, I, I I feel like they're just blurring the lines, and that's adding the blockchain to yeah, something you, that doesn't need it. That doesn't need it. Yeah, it's just like
0: I don't know. I, I I don't understand like what the blockchain has to do with like a piece of art. To be honest, I
1: I guess it's forced rarity. I think that at the end of the day, when you have a card like uh, in a Hearthstone or like at, at Magic the Gathering Online, like there aren't a set pool of them. You know, they could add that. I don't. I like the thing is you could you could add that without having a blockchain. But yeah, I, the, it's the, just uh, like oh, okay, there's just one. Yeah. The idea, I think, for an NFT is is just like a forced scarcity from the start. And I, there's other ways to implement it without having to like literally. Yeah, I, I, I feel like shitty it's just marketing. crypto talk, just like our podcast is now shitty crypto talk. That's how it is. I mean, if we're talking like racing, you, you put a story on the board. What are you doing? M- moving? No, that's that's not a story on the board. I saw one day I woke up. And I saw it on Reddit, and then I forgot about it. But then I also saw it in my... Why do you want to talk about this? Greyhound Racing. Uh, a horse got disqualified for testing positive for meth. Jesus fucking Christ, I don't remember this. All. Are, are you blacking out? Like, I, I asked you about a, the, the whole, like, Pokemon card crisis, and if you read this article, it's like, I don't... I, you didn't link me anything. I'm like, I pinged you, dude. Here you're telling me you didn't link an article about a Greyhound Racing dog that got tested positive for meth and had to be disqualified you're reading the article right now it's like what did i send him did you mean to send me something else did you misclick on the reddit post like this week has been an actual blur it's been an actual blur you you told me at like a a late hour it's like write down dana's super fucked up tuesday but before we get into dana's super fucked up tuesday we need so, to talk about...
0: I mean, I guess it makes sense with, like, a dog. Like, you, like, are they really, like, drug-testing dogs
1: for, like, these They races? are. They are. It was immediately drug-tested and disqualified. Yeah, then,
0: like, that's not even, like, an article. It's like, okay, someone methed
1: out their no, dog to race. No, okay, like... okay. There's, there's, like, three parts to this article. One is the shocking headline. Dog methed out. Got disqualified from racing. You're like, holy shit. That's, that's like, expected. It's expected, but it's also, like, there are race dogs on meth. I guess that makes sense considering the race dogs. <laughs> well, the second like, part of the article is like reminding you that the greyhound racing industry still exists. I don't know if you have you ever been to a horse track?
0: Yeah, like the whole like the dog racing industry is also like very sad because um, then like they they race and then they're just kind of useless afterwards. Like I, I actually know people that um like raise and adopt like post Greyhounds. racing ground yeah.
1: uh, grounds and they're actually some of the best pets you could possibly. Yeah, I, I hear they're really sweet dogs. Like we just besides the whole sadness factor like i've been to horse horse racing track like maybe i went once for pace which was a speed running event and then i went once for um oh actually I, we didn't even talk about the the pace speed running controversy not pace a gsa speed running controversy the people who run pace but oh, um bad. The uh Pace event, their lar- live event, was at like – there's a facility that's right – like literally shares a building with a horse track. You go to the horse track and then like there's – I forget the name of it, but it's like it's a venue that they actually had their speedrunning competition at. So I went to a horse racing track there, and I went once because my dad had like a $100 voucher from his work. And let me just say, <laughs> horse racing tracks are like literally the scum of the earth, like worst places you could go. It's the most seedy place I've ever been. I'm like, I don't like being here. Like – I don't it's a know casino, why casino, anyone... but like outdoors, it's a casino, but like even a casino has some glamour. This is just like it's it's not as bad as like off track betting. That's like when you get to the really sad people who are just like, "Yep, I'm." A I, guy. I I
0: I worked the casino. People literally shit themselves at the slot machines.
1: Yeah, I understand that there is like a one hundred percent addiction factor here, but like there's no glamour in a no. horse racing track, and then you have even below that. Uh, who's going to a dog racing track holy shit the person who won the or sorry the dog who won that was tested positive for meth had a four thousand dollar stake like there was only four thousand dollars on this dog that they methed out that's fucked up why does they Greyhound just methed racing- meth out a
0: dog for four grand like i mean I, I, i'm not surprised to be honest
1: yeah i guess i mean like when you're in that rate Industry, Like you're going to do some fucked up things that would make a normal person like not be able to live with themselves for the rest of their life. But what I saw from this article, what I think that the actual underlying thing that no one's talking about here, because who wants to talk about this? We're talking about this for some reason. Someone obviously drugged an opponent's dog, right? If they are drug tested immediately after they lost their winnings, what's stopping someone from drug drugging another dog and then you're... Race.
0: Um. So I, I, I can't imagine there's like an easy way to do that. Like these dogs are heavily segregated and stuff like that. It's not like you can just walk up to your like friend's dog, be like, "Yo, hit this
1: bowl real quick." <laughs> hit this bowl real quick. You say that to a dog. Why do you know so much about the greyhound racing industry, huh? Well, Are I don't you a know secret sh- underhound under. That's actually a really bad accusation to say you're involved in dog racing. That's like a hardcore insult. <laughs> I, I, I don't know shit about it. I'm just th- kind of thinking objectively. Who comes up when you think of a stereotypical dog racer? I mean, Jesus Christ. Uh, let me see. Dog. I think of racing. like a forty-year-old man with a beer belly, no hair. Uh, like works in a pawn shop by day.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that. Like I remember like I think of like the guy in like the heavy trench coat like holding up a ticket like go go go, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's kind of the worst. That's about it. Basically. Um let's see. I think of you, you remember uh in fairly odd parents when he turned into uh,
1: Timmy Turner turned into a middle-aged guy. Yeah, that's literally who I was thinking of, just like beer-bellied out, bald 40-year-old man. Like in a wife beater, of course. <laughs> like <laughs> and fuck dog racing tell me it doesn't look
0: exactly like
1: that yeah pretty much that is dog racing extraordinaire jesus christ
0: (laughs) (sighs) i like that's how exactly what we both think thought about
1: yeah no like who else is going like you have never met a person who has like told you they're going to a dog racing track right you you have never met a person who's told you they're going to a I mean actually to be fair, I've never met a person who's like willingly told me they're going to a horse racing track, except for the speedrun event I went to. But like I don't who would who would tell someone they're going dog racing? White people. I I guess, but like a very specific brand of white person. I don't know. If we have to get into this because we do Um, I mean, if we're talking horse racing tracks, if we're talking pace, we have to talk GSA, the Uh General Speedrun Assembly. I think that's what they stand for. Uh, They are a large speedrunning organization who got under controversy this week. Actually, they get under controversy constantly, and I think that a large part of this— First of all, I'm not going to say they're not uh, uh they're definitely not a perfect organization. I'm going to say yeah. that. I, but they got under controversy a lot and I think one of the reasons for this is that speedrunners are threatened by anything large. For some reason GQ yeah. has, has uh gotten past the it worked the out,
0: threshold. but it, it, you can even uh trace it back to like the Clint Stevens days like the the anytime a streamer quote unquote makes it big, it's like a huge problem. Like, oh, you're a scumbag, you're a sellout, you're this, you're that. It's like anytime like there's money involved with speedrunning it seems like the greater community gets pretty pissed off
1: speedrunning has a massive problem and i i okay there are people who are definitely pro and uh, but there's a uh, large people against growth and financial incentives and they, they kind of yeah. go both hand in hand a lot of people just straight up don't want the community to grow and i understand that like when you have a lot of outsiders coming in there's a lot of interest meddling and like the people who are hardcore speedrunners just doing and stuff. it yeah i mean it's gatekeeping at the end of the day but like there are actually like some tangible uh reasons why people don't want communities to to grow like it's it so i i'm actually going to expand this
0: you can expand this to basically any hobby that has ever existed ever you the same problem i work in a card shop it's like people do not want new people like oh you're d- these new people they're not doing it the right way like they're not spending money they're not doing this they're not doing that it's like what well, people these guys don't people don't realize if you're not being inclusive trying to get as many people in it as possible you're just going to be doing these things by yourself
1: yeah yeah i mean speedrunning though is a relatively solitary hobby so it is something yeah. that people can uh, do by themselves without the need for growth. Like, if, if you are just in it for the love of the game, which most people are, I mean, a lot of people, I would say most people are in it for the community aspect, but if you're doing it for the love of the game, you kind of don't want things to change. Sure, if someone comes along and shows you strats you didn't know, you'd be happy about that, but like, if you are happy with how things are, you don't want speedrun.com to change their UI, etc, etc. Well, yeah, et cetera. but like, what if they just got rid
0: of speedrun.com? Would you have as much incentive to try to, like, beat your own score? Like, if there was no other score to like go up against? Like, to, no, to me, no- no
1: but but that's that's the thing like people uh, weren't worried about speedrun.com and then speedrun.com got bought out by a separate company after the C- sole developer like stopped wanting to own it and like now people are worried that it's like the death of speedrun.com I think this is dramatic but that's like a separate issue yeah uh, Gsa as an organization had owns twitch.tv slash speedrun I actually don't know how they got it because it was a uh, I- – I think they they uh... Wait, they own the, the term speedrun no they own twitch.tv slash speedrun Oh, uh, okay. Like the account that's, speedrun. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, it's not that weird. I guess there was a weird partnership back in the day with speedrun.com, owned by Pack, who's a cool guy, and uh, GSA, where they were on the front page uh, of speedrun.com. I'm not sure if you went on speedrun.com in, like the last year or so, but like I, it, it would have GSA content 24 7 since they're a 24 7 stream. You remember y- speedruns live? Yeah, uh, that's, I mean, like. People, I remember when I started out speedrunning, like people were like, Oh, you want to join races? Just do speedruns live. And I'm like, Oh, this is cool. Let me do it. And like, it was the literal, okay, I know how to use IRC and it's an IRC based client. It was still very complicated from a beginner, and it died. That's out. how
0: I got into watching speedruns was speedrun live. I like some of my favorite streamers, I found all through there. Like, because well, I would just look at, like, oh, the top people, oh, they're playing this, this, this. Like, I, and I found like my favorite creators through there.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's the site was owned by Narcissa, who was massive at the time. So like it yeah. was, it was heavily promoted and heavily involved with the speedrunning community. But like yeah. I think it was too old school web uh, web design, yeah. and like it, it it absolutely died out. I, races still happen, but like a good place to congregate and get races doesn't exist. And I think that speedruns live also had a really good uh, format where instead of showing so speedrun. Dot com. It is not asso- like speedrunning itself is not associated with streaming, so I understand why they don't do this. But when you went on speedruns live, you literally saw a list of streamers that were speedrunning, and it would like randomly start playing one of them. Speedrun.com has a streamer's page, but you have to actually click on it actively, so you can't really yeah. be on the front page of speedrun.com,
0: well, for example. I mean, I think that speedruns live was cool because it helped with discoverability, like someone you may not have looked at or something that's, like that's that. That's literally what I'm, what I'm trying to say here
1: because, like, uh, wh- when, when, that's when one I'm, of the
0: biggest problems with Twitch right now is discoverability.
1: Yeah, and there is a speedrun tag, and it's actually really useful. But I, I still who don't the hell people. uses tags? I, I actually have used tags, but I, I'm an exception rather than a rule. I think. Like I don't know. I will say I use tags just to find uh,
0: CS:GO surfing streamers because it's such a particular thing. But that's about Pe-
1: it. People use tags if they're already invested in a hobby. People who are trying to learn a hobby do not use the tags. I think. No. So I, that's that's another issue. But, yeah, like now if you want to go on speedrun.com, you just see, like, the games that people are playing instead of the actual, like, uh, runs that are being played live. And, there are, uh, yeah, speedrun.com is speedrunning. Speedrunning is not streaming, but, hey, that's, that's just how it is. We are getting so off track here. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. So GSA had a partnership with speedrun.com where they were on the front page. This helped them absolutely moon in popularity if we're going back on crypto terms. Uh, And from that, we see that um, speedrun.com I think has over – not speedrun.com. Speedrun, the Twitch account for GSA, has like over 100,000 followers. It's like massive compared to other other speedrunners. So people actually hold weight to what GSA does. And GSA announced last week that they are starting a new service called Speedrun Academy. It's a website that has terrible web design, if I'm being honest, and doesn't actually have any information. The trailer just showed a bunch of people – That reminds me of like SDA, like the old speedrun – Uh, speed speed demo no that's speed demos archive not academy sorry yeah well it actually is actually similar to speed uh speedrun academy sda but basically the trailer featured a bunch of people screaming at mario 64 and said you want to learn how to speedrun go to speedrun academy coming soon and they had a very minor announcement basically saying like yeah coaching is a part of this and so people are like holy shit they're trying to get people to pay for coaching and speedrunning. This is the death of speedrunning. Holy fuck! And no, this is just the next step of bringing it to
0: the. Am uh, to like the the masses? I think
1: I am gonna take it a step further. None of this matters, and no one's gonna use this site in six months.
0: I was. Yeah, I, that, I, mean, I, I, did, I initially
1: said I initially said a year, but no one's gonna use this in six months. I look at relatively popular games where coaching is actually viable, like League of Legends and uh, like Hearthstone, and yeah, coaching is a thing. But coaching is very minor. Out of all the people who actually like try to professionally play, I- I'm gonna guess like one percent of those people actually hire a coach. And now let you- me stop you for a second.
0: Now think of Super Mario
1: 64 as a game.
0: I watch Cheese play. Let's say I watch Cheese play a thousand hours and i try doing it myself i don't understand these strategies if I, let's say i could pay cheese for a session where he's one-on-one explaining like we're watching my inputs like explaining me these tricks in real time like oh no you gotta hold up on the thing a little bit more you know that kind of thing to me i think there's real real value in that kind of thing for certain games
1: and i think there is real value for the for that in certain games but i think the issue is one the amount of games is significantly smaller than people think. Ninety percent of speedruns have like communities less, more than that. Ninety nine percent of speedruns have communities like less than ten people. And when you have a community that small, you teach each other. Like you are actually talking with these other people if you want the community to grow. If you ask the world record holder, the fact that he's speedrunning this game with so few people, he's so interested in like other people learning the game generally, unless they're an asshole, which actually a lot of people in the speedrunning community who speedrun very small games are for some reason kind of standoffish. But the good ones will actually just. Teach you, you're not going to have to pay the guy to to teach you because he wants his game to grow. But in a larger community where that's not possible, like Super Mario 64, there are going to be people who want to pay for coaching. However, the amount of people, even in those relatively large communities with thousands of people, is going to be relatively small compared to a game like League of Legends and Hearthstone. I think that each game is going to have like a very small amount of viable coaches. Not to say, like, first of all, a coach doesn't have to be a world record well, to holder. Well,
0: ha- to have a website for this seems a little excessive. I could just see, like, any given popular game, like, pre- pre- predominantly Nintendo 64 games because that's insanity. Um, having, like, two or three people in any given game being like, hey, yeah, if you want me to help you, just throw me a couple bucks and I can help you out. Like, even if it's, like, 50 bucks an hour or something like that, like, I, I see there's real, real value in that.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be a small amount of people, though, and I think that people are freaking out because of this because, like, oh, GSA is meddling and trying to get financial incentives and speed running. But what I will say is... That is the most entitled shit ever. So I understand people do not like GSA. GSA has done some fucked up stuff. And they definitely are a money-hungry organization that doesn't necessarily care about the well-being of communities. They care about viewership. They care about financial incentives. They have done some very good things. I thought GSA is probably the only other speedrunning event that could actually compete with uh, AGDQ and SGDQ. Uh, I went to Pace. I've been to many GDQs. And I think that, like, really, while GDQ is a much larger scale event, Pace has – the ability to overtake it however that comes with like also hearing that like they treat the people who are in their tournaments like shit don't actually give people support or like let them switch their yeah uh... i
0: i I, forgot what I was uh reading about like people who signed up for tournaments uh, and it's, like, they changed times on them and then, like, didn't inform them, so then they missed, and then they just put, like, absent. Like, they didn't, like, tell them. It was, like, a whole bunch of, like, uh like drama regarding, like, that kind of stuff as far as organization goes. Which any, I imagine, st- like, even GDQ, I imagine, had growing pains and things like that.
1: Uh, I-, I think it's more than growing pains. Uh, there's, like, hard... D- there's hard evidence of, like, complete bias over, like lar- – like, it, yeah, there's one thing to, like, understand oh, yeah. I, I, that you're going to I read to, that, yeah. Yeah, there, there's one thing to, like, have a popular game be, like, what you wanted to display on your channel. But, like, hypothetically, if you have a situation, like, if Darbian is racing um, – if Darbian is racing some unknown runner – let's call him uh, Unknown Runner Man – And Unknown Runner Man is is like, hey guys, I can't make this. Uh, Can we switch? And like Darby is like, oh, that's fine. We can switch. They'll be like, no, you can't switch. You're disqualified. But if Darby said the exact same thing, they would like head over heels because they know he's going to get viewership. I Uh, I also remember reading that um,
0: there was like some guy who was like he lucked out into like a finals of a game. Uh, and you know obviously he's not gonna win against like the the three other wonderful
1: people playing like the greats like the world record holders but just like the, the, this c- is c- literally c- the world record holder for like multiple categories in Mario or maybe not now but he, he's the former world record holder at this point he wasn't at the time of this tournament but the person that we're saying lucked out is actually extremely skilled they they didn't luck out in the tournament I, I
0: well basically ask. my understanding is that they completely snubbed him and all this other stuff
1: i I, I found I think I was watching a video or you was it was, me an it was GTA's it. that made a yeah. pace spin Regarding this or twit longer, but uh, I also yeah, yeah. made a twit longer regarding all this bounty shit, and like it's literally so goddamn long. I spent an entire afternoon making it for no reason because this shit doesn't matter. No one is going to actually care about bounties in six months, or if they do, it's going to be someone making a panel on their twitch account not through speedrun academy but yeah I, I think that people are also just generally entitled when it comes to bounties like i understand that financial incentives can potentially ruin things people are like now withholding strats because well, there why is a can't bounty people... on a game or something like that but why are people not allowed to make money for What's wrong passions. with people making game like money and stuff
0: like that? Like I think that's awesome. Like how cool is it that people can make money playing their favorite game? Like shouldn't that be something that's celebrated and wanted by everyone? Or are they just jealous that they're not doing it?
1: Yeah, I the the big thing I don't get regarding like paying people for for coaching because that that for some reason is a controversy. So I don't know. You why. actually
0: did bring up uh, a long time ago. Like the coaching industry in some other games is like literally like million dollar industries. Yeah, I, like like in like, like, like in League of Legends in World of Warcraft, like literally, you, it, it's like three hundred dollars like an hour
1: for like arena coaching in World of Warcraft, and people make like thousands of dollars a week doing that. And like saying, and like you you could like talk about like oh three hundred dollars is too much to pay, but if people are willing to pay that, like go for it, man. Like live your dreams of being a coach. But Do people but what people think that... don't
0: realize is like this the to be able to be at that level where you can coach, you probably have you know. Fifty thousand hours played in these games, like your your experience is like insurmountable. Like it's it's like paying like a um, someone that's like plays music, like a piano teacher or something like that. It's literally like t- in my eyes, it's the equivalent. It just because it's digital, it's a video game. Like people just have like this fucking bias.
1: Yeah, speedrunning has so like. What people see when they search speedrunning is they see a world record in a popular game. They watch for five minutes and they think, oh, shit, this person's skilled. What they don't see is thousands of hours practicing, thousands of hours after that doing attempts, making guides. Like and, like and then someone comes along and it's like, oh, this person came out of nowhere and now they're the world record holder. They are on the backs of people who have put in thousands of hours into this. Yeah. And you're telling them that they can't earn money because like, oh, that that's you're not allowed to like finance yourself for speedrunning. I, 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 think I don't want just money very, rooting this hobby. I, I think it's very short, short-sighted. I think it's not just short-sighted. I think it is straight up selfish. I think that a lot of speedrunning, because speedrunning is like apparently built off the love of the game, like some people actually legitimately only speedrun because they are like a Competitive in nature, and they love video yeah. games, so they're choosing speedrunning as medium. But, like, there's this idea that, like if you speedrun, you are basically every speedrun is a love letter to the game that you're playing. Like, I love Mario the Lost Level, so I spent a thousand hours of my yeah. life playing Mario the Lost Levels. And I think there is a very large part of that where it is true. I love Lost Levels so much, I'm willing to play Lost Levels. I have not played Lost Levels once so I stopped streaming. Holy shit. <laughs> whatever I know someone who was looking into uh going to a chiropractor so like they were looking up chiropractor videos on the internet and like the maneuvers that chiropractors do first of all I I don't know about I'm not going to endorse a chiropractor or anything like that but the maneuvers they do are pretty intense like one of these days I'm going to see a chiropractor video and just be like yo check this out and they're gonna like punch them in the back as hard as they can. <laughs> and that's like, that's so that's chiropractic,
0: pro- man. So the problem with chiropractic is that you can, my understanding is you can actually open a practice without actually having a license. Like there's a huge like divide in the, uh, I guess, medical industry. If like chiropractic is actually like a real thing or not, because there's a lot of like, Smoke and mirrors.
1: Yeah, yeah. There, there are benefits to chiropractors, but like, it still is like, it's not like you went to medical school to become a chiropractor. There, yeah, there yeah, is, yeah. there is a layer of bullshit. Just like even with like these like Chinese medicines and like acupuncture, alternative medicine, there usually is a layer of like legitimate like scientific medicine there, but a lot of it is just yeah. smoke and mirrors you can bullshit.
0: S- you can seriously get fucked up though. There are people who get like permanently like paralyzed from like the neck. Yeah, down there's
1: people from. who die. I mean, like the the neck snapping shit they do. If you actually watch it, it's actually <laughs> crazy the thing that i am completely upset about is like there's an entire industry of like chiropractors working on babies it's just like they... yes they're just like <laughs> yeah <laughs> to these... it, like you can literally look at it on youtube right now it's like like you this is not what the title is but it's essentially like oh i want to see a video of a man legally snapping a child in half there's not even <laughs> like... a child a baby and like that and you is see him like holding industry. him like in
0: an accordion and there's like yeah i mean
1: like <laughs> I don't I don't actively search these videos, but like I, I've seen many chiropractic there, some, videos as some of late. And it's like it. it it's it's basically like, oh, recommended for you. Here's this video with half a million views of someone just like snapping a child over their knee. You ever seen the baby yoga? Baby yoga?
0: Yeah, they're talking about Grogu Baby Yoda, and they like literally like spin him around and stuff like that, like go like this with him, and it's like the kids like like, a
1: a Tim and Eric skit. It's no, it's real though. Like, like search baby yoga. It's like fucked up. (sighs) That sounds like a typo off Baby Baby Yoda. I don't want this on my search history. (laughs) Jesus, I just see controversial baby dynamics. Yeah, look, look look at that. Yeah, is that just like punting a child? Look the what they're look what they're doing with I'm it. not. I'm not going to watch the video. I'm just assuming that they are kicking a child as hard as they can. Please watch this video. I'm not. I refuse. Okay, fine. I'll do it. Jesus. <laughs> they're doing kid, like, like parkour with a baby. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this is like a thing like a couple years ago. Uh, this tw- is... 2012 is more than a couple years ago. I'm sorry, bud. But I'm just saying that this is white people shit it's it's like you couldn't make it into like the gymnastics rhythm event at the olympics so or ribbon event at the olympics so you're just i don't know Using what the next best thing you have to go back to the chiropractic.
0: There's like a bunch of uh, crazy TikToks where it's like, like the chiropractor, like they're like doctors on TikTok who like like do a TikTok of like their surgery. They're like stabbing like a woman's face and like cutting it open. They like record it and then like the chiropractors do the same thing. They're like, "All right, all right, get ready, get ready." And they're like, <laughs> like cut their neck and then it's just like an elderly person like screaming in pain and then it cuts. Well, um,
1: usually, usually it's like weird. It's like they, it's basically like what I was saying, like punching in the back and then it's like. Like, and then then it just ends. Like, that's all
0: it is. That's all you need to know. Um, But there's also, like, really, really funny ones, like, of people, like, making fun of it. TikTok has some of, like, the best parody content in forever. It's, like, some guys, like, parodying, like, those types of videos. He, like, has, like, a mannequin head, like, on top of, like, a bunch of, like, top ramen. And then, like, all right, it's time. And he's just, like, just, like, cracks on top of the ramen, makes, like, the cracking
1: noise. Jesus Christ. What were we talking about? I mean, so, like, speedrunning is, like, to a lot of people... (laughs) A labor of love, like we're talking. <laughs> what's so funny? Okay, what's so funny? All right, so speedrunning is one hundred percent like a labor of love for a lot of people. Like, uh, the the way that like it works is like, oh, you're speedrunning this game. It's because you really want to speedrun this game. There's no other ulterior reason. There's like an entire like layer of competition that I feel like people ignore. Like, there's reasons to get into speedrunning that's not about loving a game. In fact, like. Yes, there is some love involved in speedrunning bad games, but a lot of people sp- speedrun bad games really to just make fun of it and like try to get a world record, try to get that competitive aspect. But like yeah, you have a lot of people that the expectation is you're only doing this for fun, and that is a large part. Like I speedrun Lost Levels and there's no way I would speedrun Lost Levels for a 1000 hours if it wasn't for the fact that like I really That's enjoy fine. Lost Levels. Mm-hmm. I love Lost Levels It's one of my favorite games of all time. But but, but let's say it's one of the top people was like trying to coach somebody on the game. Would would you call them a piece of shit and tell them to kill themselves. No, I, I that, that's that's the thing. Like people are like, "Oh, you are playing this game for fun. You can't have any ulterior motives." And I hate this argument. And I saw it on Twitter a bunch. It, it's really the fact is, like, you're Sam, already let me financially... stop you. Let me stop you for a second. On Twitter, Twitter is the worst. Yeah, Twitter is the worst. But I have to do it because that's where the speedrunning community really likes to shine their opinions. But really, like, there's a lot of people that like. I, I don't think they realize that by subscribing to streamers they implicitly support them monetarily and therefore Man. like they they are saying that oh you deserve monetary compensations for your contribution to speedrunning. There is this like one gotcha that all the people who are like, oh, monetization shouldn't be in speedrunning. They're like, you're not monetizing these people to uh to speedrun you're monetizing them to stream you find their stream entertaining what yeah. are they streaming they're streaming speedrunning and yeah. yeah it's not like you would endorse these people a lot of these people actually do end up becoming casual streamers and they find an audience and therefore yeah, yeah. they're no longer people you were endorsing for speedrunning but hypothetically if you are watching a person stream speedruns and they are speedrunning a game you like and you subscribe to them and you don't watch them when they don't speedrun the game you like and like you don't support them when they're not speedrunning the game you like you are a Supporting that person's speedrunning, you are supporting that person's speedrunning career. Yes, they are streaming attempts, but even in other games, it's not like there's really a layer of separation between esports. Well, you're, and you're basically streaming. supporting them being able to do it more
0: often as like a full time thing, because speedrunning takes like so much effort and time. Like I feel like you can't become like a great at really any game unless you can devote more and more time to it. Yeah, like, yeah. Do you, th- I, I, do you, you think you regard, could hold world records if you like had a full time job and like no, a family no? In and that regard, stuff?
1: like yeah, when I'm I was streaming, like honestly, if things were different and I didn't have full-time work, I probably would be streaming still. I probably would do around the same amount, like 20 hours a week, because I'd really with my stream specifically, I thought there were – uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it, it fell off after about five hours. Like the idea that speedrunning and monetary incentives for people ruins it is like really you wouldn't be getting nearly a- any of these top times if these people weren't able to be paid for their stream, paid for their speedrun. Yeah, they would not but be
0: – literally would not be doing it.
1: Yeah, like imagine if – I don't know, someone like Darby and someone like Cosmic like – I mean Cosmic – was actually working but like he recently went full time maybe a year or two ago like imagine okay. if these people like literally had to spend 40 hours a week not speed running like or like it would you just came home from work one day you're exhausted so you don't feel like speed running or your practice realize... is bad
0: how far behind the scene would be if 100% of speedrunners were like either weren't degenerates or like weren't being paid to like stream and stuff like that?
1: But, but I hate the argument of like streamer versus like esports. Like it, it doesn't, it, it's not even just speedrunning. Like people like talk about it in the esports scene. The thing is, streaming and esports are 100% related. You don't see yeah. really anyone except for the this, absolute best. Like this absolute... actually brings me to uh, my next topic, if you don't mind me uh, doing a little bit of a transition. I want to just finish what I'm saying. Even, like, most of the people in the eSports scene don't actually, like, make a living through eSports. Yeah, sure, prize money is good, but prize money is actually not as apparent uh, in a a lot of people's wallets. It depends on what game you play. No, no, okay. So, like, League of Legends has a million-dollar tournament, and, like, people win a shit ton of money in League of Legends. But, like, the vast majority of people who qualify at the eSports level do not make that money. Like, streaming is a required part. In fact, probably the majority of income uh, for most eSports people, like— it doesn't matter if you make prize money regular or like, you you want stable income as well. So it, it depends what
0: level you're at. If you're getting to the t- point where you're like on like teams like NRG or TSM and stuff like that, you actually get like a salary. Like you're like a, you're like an pay- employee to play as like a player on these teams to go to like events and stuff like that. I understand
1: that. that from but like my understanding is that even in those teams, so, those, you're not so necessarily guys are paid guaranteed. The... You're not necessarily guaranteed like a, a massive wage. Like there's people, there's no, huge the, discrepancies the, per oh, team. Oh no, 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 no.
0: Like these guys, like some of these teams, like they are they're paid very, very well. To no, to no, perform I, I at the understand that. But like we're talking there's a, like there's the an unbelievable, absolute, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: one percent cream of the crop. There are people who try to make it in esports that like you need these things like bounties. You need these things like really any monetization source. And but the fact it's the same the thing. Matter, like is, I said, same thing with with speedrun and
0: streaming though there's only going to be like one percent of people who make any sort of reasonable money with it
1: um i I think it's actually higher than than you'd expect like i think speedrunning while there is this monetization like war people who don't want money in their hobby like there are people who like literally get up in arms for like a hundred dollar bounty in like a, a tournament because they're like oh i don't want people to be like doing this tournament for monetary incentives like it's if a hundred dollars make or break that's that's really funny yeah like, if, if, like, well
0: it's it, for me like that kind of stuff just brings out competitiveness because people want to win the money like they, they play better it's like it's like even hyper because they are like oh my god like, you know
1: yeah yeah i i think that There is just this really large fear of growth when it's completely unwarranted. I think that really at the end of the day, GSA trying to monetize this, it's not going to work. There's other aspects of Speedrun Academy, too, that are dumb. Like, they're basically trying to re- create their own global guides thing, but, like, eight of those already exist. I don't mind more resources created, but I think it's going to die out. I think what we're going to see is that bounties are going to exist in the future, but, like, people are just going to be like, oh, that was a good idea. Why didn't I do this on my own channel? And then cut out the middleman.
0: Me, personally, I feel like a lot of, like, the arguments people are making are secondary, and people just don't like GSA.
1: Oh, 100%. GSA kind of sucks. And I, I, I think that's really any— even if you can you can, sepa- like, you can separate
0: the arguments that people are making like for this whole monetization of speedrunning and stuff like that versus GSA as an organization. You can separate the two arguments, but kind of it feels like people
1: are kind of like rolling both in one. One hundred percent. I think that it's really just because of Twitter. You you said like, oh, let me stop you. It's on Twitter, and I think part of that, the reason why I wrote like a fucking essay on this was because it's like, yeah, I think people are trying to argue like four different things, and they can't because literally Twitter has a two hundred eighty character limit. Yeah. So I I think it really comes down to i i don't think this idea is that bad but i wish anyone besides gsa was actually trying to to implement it that that's it yeah so you had another topic for us i think it was related to this right so it's kind of something that's tangentially
0: related in regards to esports so basically what they just announced uh, is called the esports certification it's like uh it's a test you can take it's like 400 dollars um it's like a uh, it's like two multiple choice tests and then like a, a written portion test to get a esports certification uh and this is ran by industry leads you know people from top teams people who have been in the industry for like 10 20 30 10 20 30 like a long fucking time uh I, I, that don't forget why i said that i guess that eSports hasn't been around that long but people have been around for a while four um, million
1: years of esports for
0: for. for a Million years, and people are all up in arms about it. Like, oh, what's this? This is like a scam, blah, blah, blah. You don't need to do this to get the esports stuff like that. Um, like it, it's just the same thing. Like, people are just on Twitter shitting all over it. Uh, when the actuality is that all this is is basically it's not to be in the e- on like an esports team or anything like that. But like, uh, I'm sure you see in any industry, let's say you're applying for like a game dev job, and let's say there's two identical game j- devs, and someone has an esports certification. You might take them because, like, oh man, we have an esports section of our our game dev team like you would be perfect for and stuff like that it's just like more things to like pad but like the internet and like all these top streamers are like going absolutely fucking nuts on twitter saying it's like the end of like the world so
1: i mean i think that honestly east or not esports uh certification is the future of like job searching Everything. and like like honestly people are going to value certification more than college degrees at a certain point point. and i think that people forget that most of these certifications are actually paid for by companies like for example i'm a software engineer my company will pay for me to get certified. Most people, unless like they didn't go to college and they actually wanna like differentiate, like, yeah, I don't have a college degree. I I have this certification though, that I actually went out and paid for myself and got like that most of them it's actually paid for by industry so people would be going for an esports certification or probably games journalists or something and like they want to like say yeah. hey we're esports certified hire us for your for your journalism whatever but but no the funny thing is the reason why i was laughing while you were talking about this i'm like oh i didn't see this so i was looking it up 3 days ago uh the company that launched the $400 esports certification program uh comes to a halt refunds everyone after outrage oh <laughs> so this doesn't exist this is okay, all just that, compl- that, yeah that, okay it's, that's fucked up <laughs> <laughs> well, so no, stupid, they refunded though. everyone. Like, they didn't take everyone's money. But they said, yeah, we got a lot of outrage. People are uh, upset. We're going to rethink our idea. Here's your money back.
0: Well, I mean, I thought it was a decent enough idea because the pe- minds behind it, people like, oh, you guys are just trying to steal people's money and all this stuff. Because the problem is a lot of the people that had the complaints for our major content <laughs> creators um, who – got into the industry and went oh I didn't need to do any of this I didn't need a certification I didn't need this yeah but you you did this 10 15 years ago when the industry was very very young There's a lot of like um you know people being grandfathered in cuz people that they know um I'm sure you you with any new uh industry. Uh, how do you figure out who's good for a certain job if there's no certification or standard? You know, you kind of have to go through friends, people you know, and stuff like that. You can't take a chance on a random person because there's no way to show that they know anything about the industry themselves and all that. That's all this was.
1: Or they're just like, fuck it. This guy's good at games. He's he's probably the person for the job. And then they hire like trihex to host a smash invitational and everyone is like this was this man is not qualified. Why did you put this person yeah, here?
0: Exactly. I mean, the, and it's not nothing on him, but just like you're like they're trying to um make it more professional in i guess legitimized in like the world stage and I-, I i think it's very childish the way that a lot of people took it so that's it what else we got Do we actually? uh what do we have we talked about meth dog we talked about east we talked okay shut it down we talked about meth dog the end hey uh what's uh have you heard about meth dog What's meth dog? Nothing, G.
1: That was the worst fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Dude, I've had a hell of a fucking week. Oh yeah, we mentioned Crazy Tuesday. What? What was so crazy about your Tuesday? Tuesday is supposed to be the chill day. That's the least. Like cl- rolling up to the club on a Tuesday. That was a song. Be- I'm not gonna analyze fucking pop songs. You know. You know what a Tuesday? The first is? off, that's not the song, but that's fine. First off, I want to say
0: all my homies hate the Illinois DMV. DMV fucking sucks. The Illinois DMV.
1: Illinois cuz we making noise. Um Okay, I so, I have been to the DMV many times and I love the Illinois DMV, not actually because I I hate the actual experience of going to the DMV, but there is a fucking picture of Jesse White. <laughs> and like there not just a picture. There's like eight pictures of Jesse White who is like It's like North Korean propaganda. Yeah, no, legitimately. Like there's like 95 Framed pictures of this man Jesse White. I I think he's like some traffic. Uh, he he's like upper echelon Illinois politics. It's like all hail Jesse White. You think you went into like a North Korean like like papers, please. Basically, that's that's how it is. Glory to Jesse White. It's it's definitely my
0: favorite part. But um, so I'm not sure if people are aware right now. I am. I'm moving. So uh, it's gonna be fucking awesome. Next week I'll be in a new space. Um. I you know, so I want to get my ID updated. In Illinois, they have this new thing called the Real ID. Uh, I imagine, I think a bunch of other states are doing it. It's, like, a certification to have, like, an id so you can get on planes all this other shit for whatever reason tuesday you know i get up early i I need my you need a whole bunch of things to get an id so you need like a piece of mail with your address on it you need like a billing statement you need your social security you need your birth certificate um you need like a, a piece of government mail so i had all this stuff so i had i went down got my birth certificate which was actually super easy uh, and then I, I'm not sure if people are aware of the DMV situation right now in Illinois because everybody has to get this fucking
1: Illinois Illinois. Um, <laughs> everyone has to get this ID, I believe, by October. So yeah, I completely to- forgot about this actually because of COVID. Like I remember I, as a Virginia license holder, I need a real ID or else I won't be allowed on planes. So to get inside the door
0: is a four-hour wait just to get inside the door.
1: You should go to a different DMV then because that's not that's the case. That's all.
0: That's all of them. Oh, okay. I guess because of COVID, yeah. So because of COVID, so yeah. like for example, I go to my local DMV and the line is about half a mile long. Jesus. Yeah. Um.
1: What so if you basically, show up at six AM before they open.
0: Uh. So then it's a quarter mile long.
1: There we go. are literally That's people camping
0: out. So what I did is I had the smart idea of driving about an hour out to the middle of nowhere to Morris, Illinois, and it ended up only being a three-hour wait. It was awful. It was so fucking terrible man there was one person one person um processing the 150 people that were in line uh, with seven other employees basically sitting around chatting uh, well, it's literally I, it,
1: the DM, like this is bottom of the barrel conversation considering like yes every single person has had a bad DMV experience but it's one of those things where you feel obligated to tell them. Like it's, I was so so mad.
0: Like I mean, it, whatever. I'm waiting in line, so I get up to my thing. First off, I got even more pissed off because I was next in line for over a half hour because elderly people kept coming in one after another, and elderly people get to cut everyone. So I was like, it's like next, then the elderly person comes in, and then they get to cover me.
1: So fuck, i was so mad. About I don't know. At this point, they... at this point, like every single person is either elderly and vaccinated, or like I don't know. You probably. If you're not vaccinated and you're really old at this point, like, you might as well deserve to wait with everyone else. Like, come on. You made your choices here. Okay? Um,
0: So I, I, it's, I'm finally ready to go. I am there. They go, give me your four pieces of paper that show that, like, you live here. I'm like, here's my social. Here's my birth certificate. Here's my uh, piece of mail that says where I live. Now – for the government piece of mail I brought in, I brought in my unemployment form from last year, you know, from the Illinois' Department of Revenue Service, whatever it's called, uh, with the official seal says Illinois on it. I get up there and they go, We can't accept this. I'm like, What? It's like we have to, we can only accept uh, government uh, mail from the state of Illinois. I'm like, This is government mail from the state of Illinois. It's like, Well, it's not from us. So I'm like, But I look at this thing right here that it says that I can bring in. Uh, And it says I can bring stuff from social security office. I can bring stuff from, you know, all those other places. I mean, they aren't you either. It's like, well, yeah, but I'm not accepting this. My understanding after looking at reviews, because I'm from Chicago and I drove all the way out to Morris. They were super fucking pissed off that they were super busy because people from out of the area are coming up to have it done that they just didn't want to deal with it.
1: So So this is the urban rural divide. Ever apparent in today's political ecosystem, affecting Dana for the first time.
0: So I spent seven first hours time. total. I, yeah, that was
1: terrible. What the fuck? I
0: spent seven hours doing nothing to get nothing done, and they said they wouldn't accept it. I was so fucking mad.
1: I understand you're mad, but I'm also a little mad because you said Dana's Crazy Tuesday, and it sounds like you just went to the DMV.
0: It's like, do you expect to wait for, like, four hours to get inside the DMV? I
1: guess not, but, like, this is, like, literally when I think of crazy, I think of, like, I don't know, you just, like, oh, shit, I'm driving to the DMV. There's a deer, and then, like, somehow you ramp on the deer, and, like, you went, like, barreling with your car through the DMV. You hit like an electrical line. The whole place goes up in flames. People are screaming, terrified of what is about to happen. You get out of the car, miraculously unscathed. All the DMV people, they take this as an act of war. They're all concealed carry. Start shooting. You're dodging like the Matrix. All of a sudden, you don't realize but you are getting tailed by a police helicopter. They think you are like A literal terrorist that has escaped from Guantanamo that's been seen in the area. They didn't tell anyone, but he has last been seen in this random suburb of Chicago. And all of a sudden, you are being chased by the FBI, the DMV. Your car is totaled. People are upset with you because you hit an electrical line. You are being chased by an angry mob. What happens is you go into an underground tunnel that you discover, and then all of a sudden... You realize that you actually have superpowers. You're going, going really fast, like faster than the flash. You hit a wall and die, but then you're reborn inside your room. Was it a dream? Was it not? No one knows, but you do know that it's Wednesday and Tuesday is no longer here. Was your Dana's crazy Tuesday just a dream? Probably not because there's an active warrant for your arrest. If anyone has seen Dana, Please let the authorities know. He has left the podcast. He has left me here. I don't know how to end it. Here we go. Good night. You got a donut.
0: I got a donut.